Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. Hello, Amy. Oh, hello, Allie. So I just have to share with my listeners in case I sound weird. I don't know if I sound weird to you, but I sound weird to me. But I unfortunately have strep throat. Oh, you don't sound weird, but I've also been listening to you for a little bit now. So maybe I'm just used to it. So if I sound weird, I apologize. Luckily, I caught it very early, so I'm not in too much pain. But yeah, we have just been going through it over here. We're just all taking turns being sick. (laughs) One after the other. Yes. But I'm excited about this week's episode, which is lunar deities or moon goddesses. Wow. We really should have kicked off the new year with this one. I don't think license plates is nearly <laughs> as exciting as this is going to be, but well, I'm here I thought for that was it. a fun episode, so. You know, me trying to bring the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so this episode was actually inspired by a book I'm reading. One of the characters in the book is a witch and often refers to the moon goddess in the book, without going into too much detail about the book. So that's what got me thinking about moon goddesses. And so we're going to talk about a few of them today, but there are a bunch of them, or just a bunch of goddesses in general, that the moon is one of their symbols. So there's no way I can go over all of them, but we'll talk about kind of the big one that would come up when you Google it, and then a few others that were just interesting to me. Awesome. But first... I think we have to give it up to the satellite itself, the moon. The moon. That just makes me think of minions every time. (laughs) We're going to steal the moon. (laughs) Very mature reference, I'm aware. So real quick, here are some fast fun facts about the moon. Oh, I love a fun fact about a moon. Okay. So the moon is 4.53 billion years old. It is 238,900 miles from Earth. It is Earth's only satellite. Mm -hmm. It is the fifth largest satellite in our solar system. And doesn't one planet have three moons? I'm not well versed in all the moons of all the planets. Fair. It is the largest if you compare size to its parent planet. So its size relative to our size, it is the largest. Mm. That's a good fact. Because I think other moons are moons of much bigger planets. Yes. And there are some that have several moons, so five actually is a pretty shocking stat. Yeah, I thought Saturn so or I think Jupiter Saturn has like three moons. Had, I was going to say like nine, but again, I'm not well versed in moons. Well, you just said it's five moons in our system, so it can't be nine. No, it's the fifth largest satellite in our system. Oh. Of all of the moons in our system, it's the fifth largest. That's, that makes more sense. I was like, five moons does not feel like enough moons. (laughs) No, there's probably a million moons. No, there's not a million, but you know what I mean. All right, and my last fun fact about the moon is Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec (laughs) had a goal to run to the moon. As of 2010, he was a third of the way there. That's when the episode that he talks about that aired. I did some quick math, and if he continued his 10 miles a day every day, That means in the last 12 years, he's run another 43,800 miles, which means he's run a total of 108,800 miles. So he's only 10,650 miles short of halfway there. Wow. So keep at it, Chris. I didn't see that coming 
as a fun fact. But that was the funnest of them all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get to our goddesses. The first moon goddess we're going to talk about is Selene, who, like I said, if you were to Google moon goddesses, she's probably the primary one that's going to come up. I don't want to say she's the main one because each religion or civilization has their own set of gods and there's not a main one. But she seems to be a pretty big one. Okay. So she is from Greek and Roman religion and mythology. She's also known as Luna. Oh, like Luna Lovegood. She is the personification of the moon as a goddess. She is the personification of the moon moon as a goddess. As a goddess. What a very big honor to be the personification of the moon. She's the moon. She was worshipped at the new and full moons. Her parents are the Titans, Hyperion and Thea. And ooh, Amy, before I go on, I'm going to try real hard with names here. Okay. And I've been practicing some of these names. I have them (laughs) spelled phonetically, but we are going to get into some really hard names for me. And I'm just going to blanket statement now. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) That's the best we can do. Yes. Her brother is Helios, the sun god, and her sister is Eos, the dawn. Oh my gosh. Isn't that such a fun little family? Dawn different than the sun. The dawn. Okay, You're, onward. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm telling you It the is facts a fun here. little family. It's a fun little family. I think all their names are real fun, too. Just confused why the, by two of them get actual physical things, and then the little sister, I'm assuming, gets <laughs> part of a thing. I did not dive into how each thing was assigned their particular symbol. Okay. All right. Celine is, or Celine has been linked to Zeus. Mm-hmm. And has daughters, Herse, which is the dew, and Pandia, which is the full moon, but only the full moon because Selene's the moon. And Greek and Roman mythology, it's all such a very complicated web mm-hmm. of things. But I thought you said Selene was the new moon and the full moon. Uh, she's worshipped at the new and full she's moons. She's worshipped on them. Ah, honestly, context. Very helpful. Yeah, yeah. So with Helios. Go back. Her other daughter is the Dew. <laughs> is the Dew. Like D-E-W. Yeah, one of her daughters is the Dew, D-E-W, and her other daughter is the Full Moon. So the one that is the Dew is for sure having some issues. Like, she's feeling very slighted right now. Again, it's all it's very complicated. Okay. So with Helios, again, who's her brother, she had four daughters that were the goddesses of the four seasons and nature, but later would become to personify order and natural justice. So her other daughters get to represent the seasons, and there's still one daughter who's the dew. Her and the sister that's the dawn, they're plotting. They're plotting the takeover. That's their origin story. (laughs) It would be a very good origin story. Selene has also been linked to Endymion, who Zeus cast into eternal sleep. Selene visits him on Mount Latimus and became the mother of 50 of his daughters. Oh my god. In another story, she is linked to Pan. By the 5th century, she was linked to Artemis and Phoebe. We're going to talk about all this a little more. Again, it's all a very complicated web of information. Honestly, she seems unstoppable. She is the mother to what I think I've counted as 56 
56 daughters at least, yeah. 56 daughters, the moon, the dew, the four seasons, then 50 from yeah. the sleeping from the sleeping guy. Yeah. Um, but honestly, she sounds like a powerhouse, so more power to her. She is, she is. So like I mentioned, Celine, also called Luna, is usually depicted as a woman with the moon, often in crescent form, on her head. Mm. So think the crescent moon, but like the ends of the moon are pointing up. Like horns. Kind of like horns or a crown. And sometimes she is depicted mm. with horns as well. Mm. She drives a two Pegasus chariot. <laughs> I don't know why when you said that, I was like, <laughs> what car would she pick? It's a two Obviously, Pegasus. <laughs> two Pegasus chariot. Yes. So that's got to be more than two horsepower, right? Because they're Pegasus. Oh, yeah. And they fly, so. Pegasi. I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So there were two temples for her in Rome, one on the Aventine Hill and one on the Palatine Hills that were dedicated to her. Selene represents the divine feminine. According to Greek mythology, the night is brought on by an evening procession led by Nyx, the goddess of night, followed by Hesperus, the god of the evening star, and then Selene. She bathes in the ocean before riding into the sky in her two Pegasus chariot. Mm-hmm. And the Greeks believed that without Selene, the moon would not shine. Oh, so when there was no moon, they thought Selene she, she didn't go into the sky that night. Yeah. Oh, she was busy. She had things to do. She just needed a night off. I mean, she well, honestly she's got she's a lot of kids to take care of. Gosh, she probably that was like mom's night out. No yeah. moon, mom's night out. Exactly. And that makes so much sense because it's like a very, you know, standard system that she's so organized to not mess around. She'd be like, I'm leaving the kids with you. I'm leaving for the night. Don't call me. Yeah, exactly. I like her style. So I did want to share the story of Celine and Endymion. I read several versions. So take this with a grain of salt. And Remind honestly, who Endymion is. He's the sleeping guy. Okay. The 50, the 50 daughters. With guy. his 50 daughters. Yeah. Okay. So. Like I said, there's several versions of the story. Take with a grain of salt. Like everything in Greek and Roman mythology, there are multiple versions of everything. And Dimion is a handsome young shepherd that Selene fell in love with. Now, that seems to be pretty factual. The stories all kind of start like that. This is where we're going to get a couple different scenarios. In one version, Selene wants to preserve his beauty. So she puts him to sleep in a cave on Mount Latimus. In the other version, Endymion asks Zeus to be immortal to preserve his youth and beauty. Zeus grants him this wish, but he has to do it by sleeping forever. Mm. So that's like a little caveat. Yeah. Either way, Selene visits him in the cave and ends up bearing 50 of his daughters, who represent the 50 lunar months. Because Selene can comfort you when you sleep and guide you through your dreams, it is said that she could talk to Endymion in his sleep and dreams. So she could visit and interact with him in his dreams. Uh, If they had 50 kids, seems like that would be necessary. Yes, yes. Also, consent is important. Mm -hmm. Selene is also considered to be part of the Greek triple goddess. The two other goddesses are Artemis, the goddess of the forest and the hunt, and Hecate, the goddess of the sea and underworld. These three make up the maiden mother crone trinity, Selene being the mother... Celine being the mother, because she is calm, understanding, and will comfort you. Hence her 56 children. Yes. Makes sense. And actually, the whole Greek triple goddess thing was very fascinating. 
I didn't dive too much into it for this episode because I wanted to get through a couple different goddesses, but maybe I'll come back to it or just maybe I'll go into it for the 100th hour. Selene is often a common symbol of constant transformation like the phases of the moon. She teaches lessons of adapting to the ever-changing phases of life and taking the unexpected with stride. So she's a very positive symbol. Delightful. So some common symbols of Selene are the moon, obviously. Mm -hmm. Triple moon, crescent moons, horses. Her colors are silver, white, blue, and black. Makes sense. Bulls and cattle. Also are some of her symbols, chariots, torches, water, the ocean, and in, oh my God, what are the cards? Tarot cards? Thank you. In tarot cards, she is the suit of cups. Oh, honestly, she's got a pretty impressive presence. Yes. All right, one last fun fact, and then we'll move on to our next goddess. Selene is said to be the moon itself, while other moon goddesses are more like keepers of the moon. Oh. So she is the moon. She is the moon. That's also probably what the dew and the dawn are doing. They're keepers of a thing. That's so probably... I still think they're having a moment, but I, I buy that context more. Yeah, that would make sense. All right. Our next goddess is Erin Rode. Again, names, you guys. Which is the English pronunciation, if I'm even saying it correctly. It's a Welsh name, and I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Fair. She is a Celtic goddess of fertility, rebirth, and the weaving of cosmic time and fate. Wow. Can we just talk about how pretty all these words are? For they everything are. you've talked about so far, it's just so pretty. So and so pretty, calming yeah. and so powerful. Yes, I love it. This was a very fun topic. In some Welsh traditions, the dead wait for her at the Corona Borealis, which is a constellation, a star constellation, mm-hmm. for her and her female attendants to decide their fate before they are reincarnated. They are carried there on Aaron Rhodes' or wheel. So fun fact, her name means silver wheel. The wheel is a symbol that represents the ever-turning wheel of the year. Wow. See, this really should have been our first episode. We apologize, listeners. (laughs) She is linked with the moon and the North Star. She, and this is where it gets a little um, dark, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. think we need to quite earmuff, but it's just not very nice. Be mindful. Yeah. She is said to be vindictive and unable to let go of the past. It is said that she can shapeshift into a large wise owl to see into the depths of the human soul. Wow. She is also considered a mother symbol, but a shadow mother, meaning she represents the bad qualities a mother can possess, like devouring, abuse, abandoning, or making her children feel guilty for becoming independent. Well, that makes me so sad. Yeah. So it is said in mythology, so this is kind of her backstory, that her uncle Math had to keep his feet in the lap of a virgin when he was not at war. Well, he was out one time, something happened to the virgin that was currently holding his feet, and Aaron Rhodes' brother suggested that she would be a good replacement. But before she could do this, she had to pass a test to prove that she was a virgin, and the test was to step over a magician's magic rod. So it's placed on the ground, I'm assuming, and she has to step over it. Mm-hmm. Well, when she does, she ends up giving birth, <gasps> so she can't hold her uncle's feet. 
So she ends up running away because of the public humiliation, and she's embarrassed, and she refuses to acknowledge the child, so her brother ends up taking care of it. Oh, this is very sad. I want to go back to Celine. Yeah. So she's a shadow mother, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that that was a thing. Me neither. Okay, real quick, we're going to do one more. Okay. Because, like I said, there are a lot of different moon goddesses. But a really good resource, if you want to check it out, is goddess-guide.com. It has goddesses categorized by different cultures, different symbols, different elements. So not just moon goddesses, but all goddesses. That's cool. There's so many. So many. And, oh my gosh, just all the different cultures. It was really hard to pick a few to discuss. Okay. Our next goddess is a Chinese goddess... Shang-un. In Chinese mythology, she is often an archer. She can be benevolent or malevolent, Mm. an elixir of life, and the moon. And the moon. Ooh, we're competing to be the moon. Yes. I would like someone to, like, I would like there to be a quiz online that would tell me, like, what am I? Like, am I the blade of grass? Like, what goddess you are? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the goddess of LaCroix. That would be you. Yeah, as you know, say. You can have that one. But, like, what would I be the goddess? Random pen color. Green. Green. <laughs> just, just you are green. Color. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> uh, but that would be a fun thing. Because, like, now that you're saying all this, like, how do you get to be the moon? And then the other people get to be. I'm really hung up on the do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you feel so bad for her. <laughs> I can't get past it. It's like the white crayon. Like, I just want it to have more purpose, you know? But maybe the do is a really big deal, and I just didn't think about it. I mean, it's part of the evaporation cycle, so we need it for our moisture. I realize we have derailed. You can continue with your third story now. Yes. Well, and I'm sure there is a quiz online. Yeah, but it's going to be like when you get your elf name and then, and then it's like your snickle party pants, you know, <laughs> and then you're, well, I don't buy that. That's my elf name. I want something more legitimate for what my goddess. So what I will say is if you were to do some reading on goddesses, there are some good resources out there where if there's a particular goddess that you feel like speaks to you, you can look up different ways to connect with that goddess different rituals, different ways to incorporate their elements or symbolism to help you grow closer to them. It was all very interesting to read. So if that's something that interests you, it's out there. I didn't include specific ways to connect with these goddesses, but I know, for example, one of the things when I was reading Celine, you can create moon water, which is you set out water under a full moon, if I'm remembering correctly, this isn't specifically in my notes, so that it can absorb the energy. And then there's certain practices you can do with your moon water. Or, And I know a lot of people who are into crystals and using crystals like to set them outside during specific moon phases to charge them specific ways. So it's very uh-huh. interesting, but you'll just have to, maybe you just have to find the goddess that you feel like speaks to you. Become your own 24-hour expert. Yes. Become your own goddess. <laughs> That's a book. I'm sure of it. it. Makes me think of that episode of Friends where she's like, like, they're the, this the goddess books. And she's like, I can't grow if you won't let me blow or something. Like <laughs> yes, that. yes, yes. And they're stealing okay. each other's thunder. Yes. That's what I was trying to get to. All I could think about was the, the grow thing. Yes, okay. exactly. 
Onward to your last one. Okay, back to Chang'un. So, fun fact, she has been the namesake of the Chinese Lunar Exploration Program. Oh. So there are two versions of her story, because like everything, there's multiple versions of Mm -hmm. everything. Both start out with the Earth originally had 10 suns that were scorching and making life hard on Earth. So Chang'un's husband shot down nine of them, leaving only one. As a reward for doing this, he was given two elixirs of immortality. Now, in one version of the story, he gives one to his wife, Chang'un, and kept the other for himself, but they didn't drink them right away, and it doesn't say why. While he was out one day, his apprentice breaks into the house and tries to force Chang'un to give him the elixir. Oh, So she ends up drinking it before he could take it, and she flies up past the heavens, choosing to reside on the moon so she could still be close to her husband. Again, it doesn't say why she had to fly to the moon because she drank the elixir. The details were not clear there, but that's that's what happened. That's just what happens with the elixir, Allie. I guess. It's the next step. It's very common knowledge. And then this part, maybe earmuffs, just real quick. So her husband comes home, sees what's happened. He's very saddened by this. So he puts out her favorite cakes and fruits and then ends his life. Why didn't he drink his elixir? Again, I, I don't know. That was my first question. Why wouldn't you drink your elixir and go fly on the moon and just be with her? Yeah. Maybe there's more to the story. I'll try and do a little bit more digging and see if I can find some more versions or a more detailed version of the story. But So that's one. In the other version... Oh, and we can unearmuff. The rest is fine. In the other version, which is actually an older version of the story, Chang Un stole the elixir from him, so he doesn't have two. He just has one, the husband. And she drinks it, and then she flies to the moon so her husband can't get to her. So now she's hiding because she stole his immortality oh, elixir. Wow. Those are two very different stories. Right. She is typically worshipped during the mid-autumn festival when the full moon appears on the night of the eighth lunar month. So usually if you're someone who worships her, you would create an open-air altar so that it's set up facing the moon. Mm -hmm. Pastries are usually set on the altar for her to bless, and she is said to endow her worshippers with beauty. Wow. Her story is often used by older generations to warn young girls about the dangers of following a selfish desire. Oh, hence drinking the elixir. So I'm assuming that warning of the dangers of following selfish desires pertains to the older version of the story where she stole the elixir from her husband. Well, yeah, but then if we're blessing pastries, it sounds like the first one. Right. So I might have to dig a little deeper into Chang'un because also I'd like to know, I mean, besides stealing the elixir and going to live on the moon, like what repercussions were there for her actions if she stole the elixir? Yeah, especially if they're using it as life lessons. Right. All right, Amy, do with that what you will. There are some moon goddesses for you. That was really fun. I'm so glad you shared. Thanks for letting us talk at you. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or fun facts of your own, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 